HudsonRiverRadio.com. Hi, I'm Maxine Margot Rubin, along with my co-host Malcolm Berman, and this is The Many Shades of Green, our program that adds a dash of green and more into your life as we engage in conversations that move to inform, educate, activate, and raise your eco-consciousness. Through culture, politics, music, art, science, and community, we hope to inspire you to pick a shade of green and become a steward of this beautiful blue-green planet we call Earth. So hi, Malcolm. And hi, Leslie, and hi, Neil, back in studio. Welcome to the podcast. Going to be doing a poem, because that's what I do. That's uh, strange. It's strange. Anyway, the poem is called Take It For Granted, it's a question mark, uh, by Catherine Pulsifer. And it says, we take many things in life for granted, and water is one of those things. We have it all around us and do not realize all it brings. We have water in the oceans, water in the streams and lakes. We use water each and every day to drink and to bake. But imagine if our water becomes too polluted to use. When we take things for granted, we don't realize what we can lose. We owe it to our children and our grandchildren too to take care of our water and everything we do. So water is kind of going to be involved in what we're going to be talking about today. And uh, according to the Environmental Protection Agency, watersheds and watershed conditions are important to everyone and everything that uses and needs water. Water is life. Uh, healthy watersheds provide critical services such as clean drinking water, productive fisheries, outdoor recreation that support our economies, environment, and quality of life. It is imperative that we protect vital watersheds and drinking water, which is why it is so important to garner, to garner support for local community action when those watersheds are at risk of polluted runoff from construction sites. Our guest today in this episode is Leslie Hughes, who is working to protect a watershed area in Westchester County, New York. She is the organizer of SaveOurWatersheds.org, which is working to prevent a water filtration plant from being built near the Kensico Res Reservoir on the edge of the Westchester County Airport by Westchester Joint Water Work. Leslie uh, served on two Westchester County Legislative Citizen Environmental Advisory Committees for the Westchester County Airport and for the Parks and Recreation Committee. Uh, she was the Conservation and Education Chair for Scarsdale Audubon, and uh, which changed to Bronx River to Sound Shore Audubon for about 20 years. In addition, she spent three decades as a volunteer in the Park VIP Naturalist with the Westchester County Department of Parks and Recreation. Uh, she's an activist and a true steward of Mother Earth. So Leslie, welcome to the Many Shades of Green. How are you doing today? Thank you, Maxine. Um, it's really hot. I think the, the heat of the earth right now and reaching the record temperatures of the earth in our history is a, mm -hmm. is a statement to how right. important your radio program is your podcast yeah. yeah i mean at this point when you read about being the hottest days recorded in the history of keeping records it's, it was this week 
or two days ago or something. And it's just remarkable to me that we are just still not thinking enough about what we need to do. So I'm going to first ask you, because that's what I do to everyone who comes on, what your shade of green is today. Okay, so I would say the shade of the forest green that we're trying to protect as a buffer area for the Kensico Reservoir. Okay, that's a good shade to have. And we need shade today. Uh, I don't know how it is in LA today. I know Japan has to be as hot as it is here. <laughs> LA is only in the 80s. Oh, man, we're With a in little breeze. At least the, uh, it's still early here. It's Right. What we got in, it's in the 90s now. And uh, my dog, she, she doesn't like this. I take her out and she looks at me. And if I think if dogs can get to 91, 91 in Japan, if, if <laughs> 91 in Japan, 92 in the quad. Uh I think if my dog had anything for me today, it would be the doggy middle paw finger. Like, I'm not going out in this. Uh, but anyway, back to back to seriousness here. Um, there, there's there's a lot of things in this county that we're trying to do to 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 be active to help make things better and and kind of right wrongs that are going on in terms of environmental things. And uh, one of them right now is what you're working on, which is a water filtration plant that is uh, set to be built uh, near the Westchester County Airport. And even worse, near the Kensigo Reservoir. Uh, can you give us a little bit of history of what this is all about and why we're going to need to uh, all get together in this county and, and do something about it? Absolutely. Um, so this is the Westchester Joint Waterworks. Um, needed to build a water, and I call it a water treatment facility, and so did they back in 2007, they're going to actually have 57,000 gallons of chemicals minimally on site. So keep that in mind. These are water treatment chemicals. So it's not just filtering it. Hmm. It's actually going to be treating it with many chemicals. And that's, that's because there were issues over the years. Um, why does the Kensico need to do it? And they were they failed in trying to get a filtration avoidance determination. Well, because the Kensico Reservoir was built as a terminal reservoir, and most of New York City's water actually goes through it from the Catskill Delaware reservoirs, and before it goes to New York City and to West, Southern Westchester residents. And the Catskill and the Delaware reservoirs were much better protected. The DEP, Department of Environmental Protection, bought huge tracts of land around it. And that helped um, protect runoff from uh, lawn chemicals and road, road chemicals. And so that's why New York City was still, is still able, as of 2022, to get a filtration avoidance determination. Mm -hmm. However, unfortunately, the DEP did not and New York City did not protect the Kensico as well. Westchester County is not doing its part to protect the Kensico as well either. So what happens is they, in 2002, I believe, they bought a piece of property that is about a mile off from the airport. And they started construct, they divided it, they sold part of it to a developer, they, they actually created a subdivision uh, so that whoever bought it would pay more for it. And then in 2006, they just went there and started doing construction. And the developer said, well, 
let's talk because, you know, I can hook up to your water. I can hook up to your electric that you're building through. Let's work together on this. And they said, we're not talking to you. So he went to the town of Harrison to say, well, let me look at the plants. There's no plants. There's no permit. He was like, well, where's the environmental impact statement? We have a law called the State Environmental Quality Review Act where Mm -hmm. they're supposed to do what's called an environmental impact statement and take a hard look at many different topics from archaeological to um, stormwater runoff. There's supposed to be a whole thing of public participation where they get to comment on it. It wasn't there. So he went back to them and they said, well, we're an intermunicipal corporation. We don't have to follow those laws. So he took so this, to this is the, the, the Westchester this is Joint Waterworks. Westchester Joint Waterworks. So this is them saying we don't have to comply, basically. Oh, we Even, don't have to follow. We don't have to follow the law because we're a municipal organization. It's like a government saying we create laws, but they're for the citizens, but they're not for us. And they're for everybody else except us. Yes. So he took them to court because he has the money, unlike most of us, to do that. And he won in court and they were told, oh, no, you have to follow the law just like everybody else. Even though you're an intergovernmental municipality corporation, you still have to follow the law, too. We have an environmental impact statement to say, is this going to really negatively affect the environment or not? So they started doing it and they completed the year. uh, It's called the final. They first have a scoping document saying this is the scope of what we're going to do. Then they have a draft environmental impact statement. And then finally, they have a final environmental impact statement. And this takes a good hard look at all the different issues. So what's very interesting is the proposed site that the Westchester Joint Water Works now wants to build on, they actually tried to get that site back in 2000, 2000, 1990s, 2000, 2007, 2008. And here's what they wrote why they couldn't get the proposed site where they now are proposing to build back then. It said, recent correspondence from the deputy county executive dated October 12, 2007, does not indicate that the county is willing to provide land within the airport for the water treatment facility. And they called it a water treatment facility back there. Mm -hmm. They weren't, they didn't have a PR firm, you know, with the filtration, it, right. Call right, it, they call it right. a water treatment facility. They were more right. honest. Right. And <laughs> it says, um, the Westchester County Airport has repeatedly refused to sell property to the Westchester Joint Waterworks and is currently planning to retain this site for a proposed water quality buffer area. Now, they had actually, going back to 1990, first created what's called a critical environmental area this whole area around the airport to say that this is a really special place that we have to protect the neighbors from the noise and vibrations of planes that this is a very important water quality buffer area so from the 1990s to 2007 those westchester county administrations were protecting this land the land and the water it's 500 feet uphill from kensico reservoir haven't changed since then since 2008, right. they did the CPS. The only thing that's changed is who our elected officials are in government. Because unfortunately, soon after that, that administration didn't get reelected. Other administrations came in. And apparently, it's not that important to them to protect the reservoir. Right. So- well, yeah, it, it's I mean, I was looking at 
you know, some things you sent me stuff and uh, looking at stuff that the, uh, that the Westchester joint waterworks said. And, and one of the, there was a statement. I just got to throw this in because it, it was like, it says Westchester County airport site plan for the water filtration plan is superior to alternative locations, which is something you were uh, alluded to before. And this was uh, Thomas Murphy, chairperson of the WJWW board of trustees and the Maranek village mayor. He's the same guy. Yeah. So what's uh, really fortunate uh, is he doesn't seem to understand the issues, but he, they, they spent $125,000 recently on hiring a very high powered public relations firm. But who they're have- convinced, they're convinced though, that it's, he went on to say the building of the water filtration plant will enable a diverse population to receive clean drinking water for generations. Yeah. And we look forward to moving this crucial project forward. Yeah, well, uh, I, say there seems to, I, I seem to be confused with the verbiage that they're using. To me, a water filtration center would be good because you're taking what water we have, filtering it, and making it good to, you know, good to drink. Right. Well, it's interesting because we are not against them building a water treatment facility at all. It's the location. PA <laughs> and... You know, the County Department of Health says this water hasn't properly been protected and therefore you have to do this. So New York City, for the Catskill Delt, they do not have to do the same level of treatment. Um, but unfortunately, the Kensico has not been protected the way it should. And there's many other issues we could do another podcast for going on where it's not being protected properly. But what's interesting when you say that is something brings to mind in 2008, and I'm not going to go into engineering details because I'm not an engineer, but I did speak to engineers about this. It was a much higher quality um, type of filtration that they were proposing to do in their FEIS and the one that they're proposing to use now. And they have discovered PFAS at the that where they want to build this. And you would think it's a standard right now if you want to build in a brownfield site, which is where they're proposing to now build this. So you're talking about constructing a huge facility going three levels down where there's known PFAS in the groundwater. You're breaking up rock in the aquifer. So you may be speeding along PFAS into the rye-like portion of the Kensico Reservoir when you're saying, oh, we want to clean it. Well, guess who's getting the treated water, the filtered and treated water? 79,000 people. Guess how many people use the entire reservoir system who will not get the treated water is 9 million. So you could actually locate your facility where you purchase the property that's over a mile away out of the Kensico watershed, not 500 feet uphill away from it, won't hurt any body of water because it's four to five miles away from the Long Island Sound. So any accidents that happen there could be mitigated before it reaches Long Island Sound, won't put the Kensico at risk at all. You've already taken down a forest of trees there and put down vegetative mats, so they haven't been able to grow back. But no, you want to actually slow down the whole process and start anew with a virgin, like with a forest that's been there since the 1940s. You're talking about an 85 year old mature growth forest with 44% native trees. You'd like to now clear cut these as well. Do it 500 feet uphill from a reservoir. You have to get FAA approval. You have to 
present this to the board of legislators, get their approval, get the county executive approval. You've just slowed down how long it's going to take to get this quote unquote clean water to your customers. Who has final approval, whether they do it or they don't? Is that the. Oh, that's uh, a great question. So this is the interesting thing. They actually had got lead agency status. Normally it would be the town of Harrison who would have been able to have lead agency and approve the final environmental impact statement. It's like saying, we're going to, we have a, a, a chicken house with chickens in it. Who shall we get to guard? Should we get a livestock guardian dog or, Oh no, let's get the coyotes who love to eat chickens to guard this chicken house. So you <laughs> yeah. put coyotes in charge of the chicken house. They had two extremely strong letters of opposition from the Department of Environmental Protection and many other letters as well, besides in the public comments section. In their EIS, they basically just ignored all of them and Mm -hmm. approved their own uh, FEIS, their final environmental impact statement, despite all of the the strong opposition to it. And and let's say it, it is approved. Who finances it? Um, that's another great question. So here's something I'll just throw in. It's like a little quick quirk, but a very important one. So when the EIS was being done and the draft EIS was done and everybody gets to comment for the body of the EIS, you will see it says 30 million gallons a day, which everybody protested because it was 10 million gallons a day greater than the 2008 you know, treatment plant that they wanted to build. And we're saying, why do you need 10 million gallons more a day? There's not a population increase to justify that. We later found out it's because a very wealthy group who runs something called Millionaire Hangar hadn't properly done um, fire standard, fire code standards, and they needed the water. So they worked it out with the county that they were going to provide that. So now you're talking about a 33% increase, right? And then we found out, because we FOIA'd, that they secretly put to the Westchester County Board of Health, who made it very difficult for us to get any information, a 40 million gallon a day water treatment plant. And also did that with the DEP when they filed for a permit. So now you're 100% bigger filtration plant Mm -hmm. for the use at the airport. Now, that increase is going to greatly increase the rates to all weight payers and Larchmont. Many parts of the town, all of town of Amaranek, parts of the village of Amaranek and parts of Harrison who are ratepayers, will never even see this water because they get their water from a different shaft that's from Yonkers because there's no infrastructure to pipe it down to them. They will never see this treated water. But according to the FEIS, they will see rate increases of 50 to 75 percent. However, because of this increase inside, that cost should have actually been passed on to the airport and then passed off to the airport's wealthy customers. Right. Well, that's like, you know, we'll we'll talk after the break about the connection. This is definitely connected to the airport expansion. I mean, I can't see it not having some, you know, impact on that or or these millionaire and all these, these new net jets, all the things that are privatizing the airport. And coming in at all hours of the night, not caring, right? The airport's so, actually 84% private use. It's right. for the masses. It's not for the masses. I, I know, because I, I hear the jets come by at 2, 3 in the morning. 
<laughs> the private jets. Yeah, so anyway, it's, it's the, yeah, there he goes. I don't know. Uh, so it's time for a break. And we'll be back more, uh, more info from Leslie Hughes of Save Our Watersheds. And please stand by and stay tuned. We'll be right back. HudsonRiverRadio.com. Check out the Angel Quest show with psychic medium and author Karen Noe. Karen covers spiritual topics such as near-death experiences, reincarnation, life after death, how your thoughts create your reality, creating peace on earth, and so much more. Check out The Angel Quest Show on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join host Frank Labono for Being Frank, the Intelligent Conversation Podcast. From around the corner to around the globe, every topic is fresh and topical to provide you with information in a format that encourages discussion, not division. If you're looking for intelligent conversation, then Being Frank is the podcast for you. Being Frank, where the only way to be is Frank. Available on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is HudsonRiverRadio.com. Hey, everybody, we're back and we're talking to Leslie Hughes and we are going to get back into uh, the water. We're talking about water filtration slash treatment plant near Westchester County Airport and the Kensico Dam. Uh, And we'll have information uh, towards the end as to where you can, you know, email and get more information about it. So we were talking about uh, how the airport's involvement in this as well. And there's an airport expansion going on. So what's your take on uh, how these connect? So it's a very good question because for a while, we kept saying the Westchester Joint Water Works is under pressure from EPA. All they had to do was build it in 2008. They had a final, envir- final environmental impact statement. So we looked into it and we saw, okay, they're on a dual track trying to get a filtration avoidance determination from the EPA and county health and state health department. They didn't get it. But now once they didn't get it, they should go back and build. Already took down a forest of trees, put pipes there, started construction trying to understand why didn't you just go there? Why the swamp? Well, the only thing we can look at is the land that the county will gain in this land swap happens to be strategically located right around the area where Millionaire wants to build a second hangar. Millionaire has litigation against the county saying we want to build a second hangar, but it all seems to be a big show because Millionaire recently had a party and we happen to know that several of the people who are standing on a soapbox saying no airport expansion, they're at that party. Right. (laughs) Just let me just quickly just say that it's it's not Millionaire like a millionaire. It's Millionaire. It's an airline. It's a private jet airline. Well, it's not. Not an airline. It's actually like a hangar that they provide for right, millionaires for, to fly in with their private jets, and then they are like a big garage for them. It's called Millionaire for Millionaires. There you exactly. go. Okay. Exactly. All right. And Millionaire, it's where they want to build a second hangar. It's where they have just—they actually built it without doing an EIS, without filing for permits, um, all under 
you know, the radar and then they got caught, they took out detention basins that were meant to protect the Kensico as well. So the detention basins that were supposed to be protected at the airport have not been getting protected the way they're supposed to, and nobody's saying nothing. And so they also now, because the county's saying, you know, we got to clean this up now, there's not the fire code, they're not up to fire code, they took out detention basins, they did this without an EIS and without permitting. Now they have the nerve to want to build a second one. But they came up with a stormwater uh, pollution prevention plan where they're going to build an underground cistern for stormwater. But imagine if instead, through this swap, they get this land. One of the opportunities there would be to do above ground retentions. It would suddenly allow for space for a second hangar. And I'm not saying this is their plan because this is just conjecture, mm -hmm. but we do see that you couldn't do it on the land the airport currently owns, which is a water quality buffer area. Why? Because if the airport owned that property and did that, the hell that would be raised right next to the Kensico Reservoir. And there was also a history where there was, a, they had taken down a bunch of trees in the early 1990s, they called the tree massacre, where outrage existed. And what's interesting to that is that when they took down the trees, people who lived nearby suddenly had such noise and vibration that floors cracked within their homes from the Whoa. planes and off and leaving. And inside, their own homes with windows closed they couldn't even hear each other talk at conversation level so that same area where they now want to put this building this and, and it's going to be more than one building by the way i'll tell you in a minute they're proposing to take down this green buffer that's not only serving as a water quality buffer area but a green buffer area for noise and vibrations which is particularly important when you're in a critical environmental area for noise and vibration Right. It, 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 you know, the, the, there's lot. There's nothing to me that says there's logic with anything anymore. And, right. Uh, it so just why would you switch to this location when you have a location that won't do any harm to the environment at all, is miles away from any water body to hurt any water body. There's no houses there. They actually say, look at the zoning. Well, of course, the property they want is in the airport, so it's zoned a certain way, but there's actually houses all around there. And this is the last green buffer for those houses between them and the airport. Right. And, been taken and, down. and not to say also that the airport has had spills in the past and they've had oil spills and waste spills and, I mean, jet fuel seeps and you're putting it near the Kensico reservoir i i mean you just where, can't where you can't you know you just what do you say i mean you should be you have to be packing the house of the county legislature that's for sure they should be packed with as many people that can be fit in when they start finally getting to the vote on this to be you how much can you scream is the question you know uh they just want to everybody wants to just make wake your scream and it just gets to the point of you know you 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 got to be steadfast and keep fighting right and that's what this is all about to try to get people aware of what what's going on yeah, so people angry because um we just saw actually in the uh the journal news i don't know if i'm allowed to mention an article i just saw maxine well it was out if it's out oh it's out david mckay wilson wrote it um capelli the developer donated $100,000 to one of the um, parties, 
political parties. And he then got a great contract uh, uh, renewal over at the airport. And yeah. well, so that's surprising. Not. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just it's just a, a vicious cycle. I mean, in terms of uh, op- opposition, I mean, who who's on board with you guys? I I, I know. Um, so there's... slowly we're growing. We started as a very small group. So years ago, when I was on the airport subcommittee, I was also the chair of conservation for Audubon at that point, And I was on the board of the local involvement for the environment. And mm-hmm. I was one of the key people who fought against General Electric being allowed to build a de-icing hangar right on the banks of the reservoir. And we won. They were given a negative declaration, meaning they didn't have to do a full secra by a legislator that was packed with people who were supporting them, but then they all got voted out. Hmm. And when the new group came in, I actually came up with the idea of reversing the negative declaration. And George Latimer was a legislator at the time and Michael Kaplowitz, and you know they were very involved. And they finally went to the lawyers of the county and yes, they could reverse the negative declaration. They did. And within a couple of weeks, GE withdrew from Westchester County Airport and went up to Stewart mm-hmm. and end of story, right. County was protected. Right, but right. it shows you that who the elected officials are will determine how well your water resources are protected. Right. It's it's crucial. And you got to get the right people in who want to protect the environment. Yeah. So, yeah. That that's a key. That's a key thing. You also yeah, have well, the. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it seems you, you have to have that issue of protecting the environment because the way things are worded, sometimes for someone just to read something doesn't the the the, the proposal doesn't really say what it's doing. Mm-hmm. You know what that's, I mean? That's you must need a good PR company. I, I know in, in LA we do everything by you know propositions, and sometimes you read a proposition and you say, "Oh, that sounds really good." Then you read the pros and the cons by people that you're involved with. Mm -hmm. But just reading it yourself, you you, you really don't understand it. That seems to be your issue there. Yeah, I I mean. It is, yeah. Um, What what about, I just want, I don't want to, I don't want to not be able to get in the uh, filtration avoidance determination and the, the, the water quality buffer area scenario, things that are important about this, this issue. Can you talk about either or both? avoidance i'll be really quick with so okay. for children, there's not many of them left in the country as you see what it went on in flint michigan with the water this is unfortunately in texas several aquifers were drained of water to the point where they could never recover again and mm. permanent drought and remember when you have a water table and an aquifer it covers miles it it doesn't know the town line so if one town says we're going to drill here they could cause a town five towns away from having permanent drought conditions this has played out across the world where you'll see people who had reservoirs that were great and they said oh we'll never have to worry about water well the officials the elected officials didn't do the right thing and now they have drought that's how yeah they're running out of water the colorado river there's rip there's there's it's unbelievable if you if you look at what what's going on there the rivers are drying up and the water is being used especially out west in areas where the drought is 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 you know very bad so <laughs> people wake, wake, wake up people wake up wake up we <laughs> wake up yeah, <laughs> an active citizen because if you so when westchester you know, uh, joint water works, they didn't get the filtration avoidance determination because base, I make it very simple. 
there's too much turbidity. So if you don't have mm-hmm. a lot of green around, so right around the Kensico, you have Route 22, you have 684. The, D, the Department of Environmental Protection gave this big facility over to the Department of Transportation, who has their diesel trucks there that they work on, where diesel fuel could go. The airport hasn't kept up their retention bonds. You keep adding these up, and now you want to put build a huge facility 500 feet uphill from it. And this, and break the rock into the aquifer where there's PFAS, where you could speed the flow of PFAS into the Kensico, where many other people depend on. Or if you have an accident, you have 57,000 gallons of chemicals there at any point in time. And it's one insult after the other. So they didn't get filtration avoidance determination, but New York City still has it. And New York City, all the, because it's a terminal reservoir, all the water from the Cat Dell, the Catskill Delaware Reservoirs, actually gets directed into the Kensico and before it heads off to New York City. If this is one more insult that's added, they could eventually lose their filtration avoidance determination and forget about it. That would be minimally about three, four million dollars, billion, I'm sorry, billion dollars for them. Billion. Billion. Wow. Because think about it, they're going to have to pay it, spend 165 million dollars for only 79,000 people to to do the water treatment facility and but New York City that's nine million just think about and I did read it somewhere and I I don't remember now where I read it but they had projected about three to four billion dollars if they had to build it build it it could be a lot more and I did want to mention something EPA recently changed its PFAS standards and to meet those PFAS standards especially in a brownfield where they want to construct it they mm-hmm. will have to build another building that wasn't even accounted for in the environmental impact statement. They subverted the whole um, CICRA law by pretending it was only going to be a 30 million gallon a day uh, facility when it's actually going to likely be a 40 million gallon per day facility. They've already set up the building size for 40 million gallons, put a very uh, long engineering report to the county health department there permit for um it's uh for swip was for 40 million gallons a day so imagine you are a citizen and you go to the public comment center uh section you know public comment time and you think you're making comments on a 30 million gallon a day facility when in actuality it's a 40 million gallon a day facility they just basically portrayed it differently than it was and they got away well, people, just so you know what PFAS is, because you keep using the word PFAS, um, it, it's po- polyfluoroalkaline uh, substances. It's forever chemical. It's a forever chemical. And do you want to be drinking that? You know how many people are drinking that? Around, I, I can't imagine a total of, of people drinking this in their water, not knowing what's in their water. So... We gotta, we gotta get this. We gotta get this going. We gotta get this um, in place so we can, we can go to the. Well, that's why the people they could afford it by, uh, you know, bottled water. Right, but then we have the bottled water, and we have plastic. <laughs> <laughs> it can go on and on and on. And, and, and I that think never we, ends. We we have to go. Uh, we have to we find have to another, to another planet with good air. You know, no, I, we I, have to go back to when we were kids and have the seltzer man come. That's right. When we, when we reuse the bottles. 
right. We just brought brought him back to the seltzer guy, huh? Well, it's great that you bring this up because if you don't have a lot of money to even make your rent, how are you going to buy water? And mm-hmm. if you lose the, the Kensico, I actually asked DP, what happens if they have to shut the Kensico down because of pollution? And the response is, well, we have water from like Shaft 22, Shaft 19 over in Yonkers. So they do have some redundancy in place. But I said, but is that going to fulfill all of New York City and Lower Westchester's needs? Their answer was, well, no, they'll be on the low water moratorium. And that could last for decades, depending on how bad the pollution is. Or, or buy, buy, stock, buy stock and sparklets. In what? Sparklets. It's a big water distributor in, in Los Angeles. Sparklets. Sparklets. Oh, okay. Just just so you know, people. Sparklets. It sounds like my dog is sparkles. I thought you were talking about her. <laughs> you know, she and she got a haircut today. She's so happy. She's so tired from her ordeal. But anyway, so where can people get information? You know, how do we get okay, so they- people to get involved? So we really need people. We're just a small group. Sierra Club has recently gotten signed on to help the uh, Stop Airport Expansion people have now signed on to help. So it's slow, but they're trying to push this through so fast. And there's county upper level echelons of the county have and the Westchester Joint Water Works have been putting pressure on the authorities who are supposed to protect us. And unfortunately, they've been getting successful. It's really Mm -hmm. sad. So we need as much help as we can get. We're just a small group. So the Save Our Watersheds is a developing website. We're working on it right now. So if you go there now, you're going to see it's in its infancy. But over the next couple of weeks, we hope it to be much better. However, when you go there, if you click on Kensico at the top, it'll take you with some, like, again, roughed out links. But you can see the actual protests by the Department of Environmental Protection there if you want to take a look. We Mm -hmm. will having it much better in a couple of weeks. You can email to Kensico Watershed Protection at gmail.com. And you could write letters. We can actually give you a list of people who you could write to if you're going to write letters. We can invite you to informational Zooms that we're, we're making. And mm-hmm. if you're people, we can invite you to actual um, uh, ac- you know events that we're having with refreshments. We're doing the best we can as a small group if right. you you can also go to Fund the First, um, which is an organization that allows people to do fundraising. Fund you, the First? Yeah. Fund, fund the, the Okay. Fund the go, First yeah. is spelled out? Yeah. Fund the First. Okay. And then you go to Protect the Kensico Watershed shed, dash Stop Airport Expansion. You do a, just do a search for Protect the Kensico Watershed. I'm sure you will not... Um, have a problem finding it and you can donate there right i also want to quickly i know we didn't bring bring it up but the the quakers who uh are nearby this where this is all happening have have very strong uh you know a say in 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 what's going on and they they feel very strongly as you do about what's happening so just wanted to give them a shout out so uh absolutely the quakers um have a very big um I guess part of their whole ethic is to do right action, right. to be walk peacefully and carefully on the earth so you don't harm it. Environmental stewardship is very mm-hmm. important to them. That, that's the bottom line of all this, environmental stewardship. So, Leslie, thanks for all you're doing. We'll, we'll, we'll have you back on uh, and, and we'll get updates of what's going on and get people to 
to, to check out the website. And thanks for joining us. And, and thanks for joining us for the Many Shades of Green. Uh, for more info and shows, go to HudsonRiverRadio.com, MalcolmPresents.com, and the Many Shades of Green.com. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at TM Shades of Green. Uh, and please subscribe to our podcast on all major podcast apps. Uh, a shout out to Neil back there in nice, warm <laughs> Japan and to uh, Malcolm out there in uh, L.A. and to Brian somewhere floating around uh, for their help. Remember to pick a shade of green and raise your eco consciousness. I'm Maxine Margot Rubin, and we will see you again next time. HudsonRiverRadio.com.